you're back. I welcome you back. Nothing important. I am Matt Reyes. You knew that already. You're on Spotify. You're on Apple Podcasts. You're somewhere. You click the motherfucking link or you go into the application. You search up nothing important podcasts. Then my dumbass face pops up. And you're like, let me listen to this guy and do whatever the fuck I'm doing, right? We're all here together. Pretty nice. Um. <laughs> I'm just listening to... I'm into like weird shit, man. I get on YouTube and I look up like frequencies. I'm a musician, so maybe that's where this all starts. This fascination with tuning... Uh, harmonic resonance, you know, that, that type of thing. It's not just like the meditation yoga bullshit. You know, when I was growing up learning how to play my instrument, a big part of that was training my ear. And it's not like this over-technical process. That's just like repetition. It's just picking up the instrument, listening to music, whether that be on vinyl, CD, radio, put it on TV, wherever the fuck I got to listen to music. And I don't know how to read music. Um, so I was reading with my ears. Through the pursuit of that, I learned how to tune my instrument. Various different tunings, but you do so by training the ear. It's like a muscle memory in your fucking eardrum. <clears throat> and it, w it became like this... How would I describe it? Like a, like it would put me in a state of mind. It would put me in a state of mind almost to get into a creative space when I would tune my guitar. Like it was almost like I was tuning myself and I would play something in particular. I think almost every time I picked it up, I still do it a lot. Every time I pick up the instrument, the first thing I play it's almost part of the tuning process. I just want to see if certain chords sound too sharp, too dull, and I play them in a certain order, and it puts me in a state of mind. And I started thinking about that shit. You know, that dun 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 dun. It's tuned, right? I play the chords, and like it's almost like I get tuned. <laughs> and so from thinking about that shit, you know, I just stumbled on the, on the YouTube and saw that there was like frequencies and shit like that, that people do as like meditation and allegedly that helps us vibrate higher and all that and all that. I'm not here to give you a motherfucking science lesson, spirituality lesson. I'm not here for that, ladies and gentlemen. This is nothing important. Nada importante. I, that sounded good, man. I might have to learn how to speak Spanish. That's <laughs> That sounded okay. But the point of it is, is I started doing that. I started like, if I have a free moment, I'll just throw on a random frequency, meditation. Take a second, reflect, think, breathe, do nothing, do something. The point of it is just, it puts me in a different state of being, I've noticed. And if you get results from something, why fucking question it? Why question it? Why overanalyze, ladies and gentlemen? Why do we try to break, or excuse me, fix what's not broken? Um, I don't know. It's like a human tendency. We always want to fucking inspect instead of just apples taste good. They make you feel good. That's good enough for me. I didn't need the whole fucking scientific explanation of fructose and all this other shit. <laughs> Roughage in my system. I get it. It's important for some people for me. I just look at it and I, I, I look at the the reaction. I look at the outcome and I say that works and I move on. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to move on. But I was just like listening to one of the motherfucking frequencies and I'm in that state of motherfucking being, yo. I'm just thinking about shit like I'm trying to, what I'm doing now is trying to expand my thought. That is the exercise. That's the muscle I'm trying to stretch right now. That's the muscle I'm trying to build right now is expand the thought. I'm an extremely creative individual. Um, when my creativity turns on, it is like a motherfucking, like, you know, how certain people come different. <laughs> you 
You don't got to be gay to know this, ladies and gentlemen. We all grew up watching pornography. The younger you are, more likely you, you've probably consumed more pornography, as backwards as that is. You would think if you have more years on the planet, you have more probability to watch more pornography. That's not how it works. That is not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. The younger kids watch so much that they make up for the gap in age. So we're all, you know, tuned in, you know, talking about tuning, you know what I'm saying? We all know that everybody's different physiologically. And some guys, you know what I'm saying? There'd be some bad bitch. She's fucking a dude. And it's supposed to be time for the money shot. And, you know, everything was great. The whole scene was great. The joint is bad. He's killing that. She's doing the BJ, whatever the fuck is going on, and he's ready to bust a nut, and a little teardrop comes out. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little thlip, thlip, a little dribble, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? I didn't expect, you know? Guy probably gets a lot of pussy. Um, or he's just not producing a lot of sperm. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. There's other guys that get on the screen, and they, you know, do the money shot, and you're just like, that has to be fake. That has to be fake. It's like an endless fountain of Gogurt. It's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. It breaks all concentration. You are no longer consuming the pornography for any sexual reason. It is turned into an observation of science, ladies and gentlemen. You're just like, how much can this dude spit out these white ropes? It's incredible. Um, using that analogy to talk about my creativity. When I'm spraying out my, my, my thoughts... Uh, my stream of consciousness is scattered. It's scattered. It's not a focused laser beam. It's not like, you know, the pow right in the eyeball, right on the forehead, right on the nostril. It's not like that. My shit goes everywhere. Might hit the bitch's shoulder, back of her neck. You ever seen something about Mary? When a dude was beaten off, Ben still is beaten off, and the shit gets in his, on his ear. He doesn't even notice. Cameron Diaz comes. She takes it off his ear, puts it in his hair, his hair gel. Classic motherfucking scene. Classic scene. That's like my creativity is So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to exercise the muscle of extending and growing my thought before spraying all over the fucking room. Are we clear? Is it weird that my brain works like that? That that's how I think about it. I think if you got past. <laughs> If you got past, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, the con context of the analogy, you would see that it is a pretty decent parallel. You know what I mean? I look at my daughter and I think about that all the time. I'm like, you were a tadpole that came out of my dickhead. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of how you want to put it, that's not a lie. Regardless of how you want to see the motherfucking world, that's not wrong. I said no lies. That might offend you, but it's not wrong. Every person on this planet was once a tadpole and a dickhead. And they uh, out, swam up their mom's cooch, you know, got an egg. Uh, women, you get your fucking credit. I tell my girl that all the time. I'm like, she's from my nuts. I tell my girl that. I tell my, my daughter's from my nuts. I look at my girl in the eyes and I tell her that. And she says, no, she's half egg. I was like, yeah, she gets G DNA from the egg. The eggs get fertilized with it. But the actual living creature starts as a little tadpole sperm. So it's alive in me. That egg is just a home with some DNA information for her to, you know what I'm saying? To splice. But the little living creatures in my nuts... Um, I'm not going to get off the rails on this one, uh, but I think I already did. Point of what I'm saying is that's a pretty decent analogy to creativity. It's like your ideas are seeds. They're little living things that need to be fertilized, you know, with a different energy, not just the idea, not just the creative thing. And right now, before I start spilling into the motherfucking earth for these, you know, little tadpole ideas to grow into trees and bear fruit i want to before i come in the ground um <laughs> before i fertilize the eggs and manifest things into physical reality i want to extend my thought i want to grow my thought um 
Just a, just an idea I was having as I was listening to this frequency. Does that make sense to anybody? Does that make fucking sense to anybody? <sighs> Sound a little defensive right now. Or aggressive, but it's, it's like the aggression is hiding the fact that I'm really defensive. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I've been thinking about a lot of shit. I've been thinking about a lot of shit. Um, I watched the saddest video I've ever seen in my fucking life. I made an Instagram reel. I made an Instagram reel where I found a video of a guy. Um, Got to be South America. They don't show the guy's face, but his hands were there. And they were just like brown. And uh, <laughs> he had sausage fingers. And he looks like he works a lot. So I was like, I just assumed Mexico is South America. But this was a nice guy. This was a very nice guy. And he found like a pelican. And I don't know how he called it because visually you can't tell. I guess for like an average guy like me, I've seen pelicans before. I've seen seagulls. I've been to Coney Island. Vicious motherfuckers. I don't care if they all die, but this guy cares. He cares about the fucking planet. And um, basically the Instagram reel I made was just highlighting his act of humanity. He took the bird, laid it on his back and started shoving his, the bottom of his palm into the solar plexus of this bird and up into the bird's rib cage keeps on pushing i'm like what the fuck is going and you see this shape kind of forming and pumping out of the bird's chest it looks like this big cylinder you're like what the fuck is going on what the fuck is this is like a stigmata thing is he do performing an exorcism on the pigeon like what is happening he keeps on going he's pushing he's pushing he's pushing and you start to see what's going on the bird doesn't have the same facial structure as a human being. No shit, Sherlock. Um, what I'm talking about is that they don't have like the man, the, the locked mandible thing that we have, our jaw. They could just like deep throat the fuck out of anything. <laughs> Honestly. You know, that's just how they're designed because they eat fish and stuff like that. And they're not chewing the fish. They got a beak. I don't even know if they got teeth in there. I'm pretty sure they don't have teeth. So they're just like deep throating the shit out of fish. And this bird was really hungry and human beings are really shitty. And we pollute the oceans and the rivers and the lakes of this great planet. So much so that this bird, I guess, uh, misconstrued a bottle of motherfucking Dasani water <laughs> for a fish and swallowed a, a pretty sizable bot plastic bottle. And um, also showed me how weak... This video also highlighted to me how weak we are physiologically, you know, because this guy literally just like fucking quack, slapped this bird on his fucking back, starts, you know, hame kami high in his, his gut, pushes a plastic bottle. The bottle is just lodging. It's not a quick process, ladies and gentlemen. This is a good minute and a half video <laughs> of him shoving a, a bottle the opposite way. You know, it's not supposed to happen that way. It is not supposed to happen that way. You're supposed to swallow. Now, it's not supposed to come back out that way. And he's like physically doing with his hand. And he's stuck in his throat. And he gets in the fucking beak. And he has to pull the bottle out slowly. Pulls it out. And uh, it's obviously slimy and disgusting. But he saved the fucking bird. And I was thinking about with a human being, you know, I got a 19-month-old baby. She's about to be two in March, Right? Um, this little girl, if there's a penny on the ground, that could fucking kill her. <laughs> she could choke on the penny. And meanwhile, there are birds that are flying around like seagulls, pelicans, that could just swaddle a whole, a whole plastic bottle. It's insane. Um, why did I bring that up? <laughs> we need to take care of the planet, ladies and gentlemen. And this was a very sad video that I saw. And I decided to post it on my Instagram to exploit the sadness of how we treat this planet. And I put the Sarah McLaughlin music behind it. In the arms of an angel. And that's why I brought it up. I just remembered. I saw an even sadder video. And I can't even make an Instagram reel about this one. Because <laughs> this shit is truly sad. I saw a one Mr. Kanye West uh, post-Jewish crucifixion. Now, I am now a follower of the church of Kanye West. I'll say it again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm now a believer that Kanye is the Messiah. 
Because the Jews lit this nigga up. <laughs> He's all fucked up in the game. <laughs> he is all fucked up in the game. The latest video I saw. Everybody knows the timeline of what's going on. Kanye was wilding. Got into some beef with the Gap. Um, you know, made a great business move. I guess he doesn't have the emotional stability to just like make that great business move and continue on with his life. It kind of rattled him emotionally and he started having temper tantrums and attacking other business partners and started targeting uh, what he thinks is like the secret Jewish media that runs the, the media and the planet and whatever the fuck is going on. Right. I, I really don't give a fuck. I'm just talking about the storyline. And so Kanye um, gets canceled by the Jews and by canceled, I mean, he's broke. Um, <laughs> they said he got 400 mil. This video I just saw, ladies and gentlemen, I'm scratching my head. I'm scratching my head. In previous episodes, I've talked about the fact that there are liquid million and billionaires and there are illiquid million and billionaires. And Kanye was, he's looking like he was illiquid. It's looking like his 400 million is in a couple houses that he might not have the money to maintain. That's what it looks like. Take take it with a grain of salt. He was dressing like a homeless man when he had billions of dollars. <laughs> but you could just see in somebody's face, in their skin almost, you know, in their eyes when poverty strikes. And he has that desperate, you know, actual homeless vibe now. Video I'm talking about that I saw that just surfaced is sad. He had some Joe Schmo sounding like an essay from Los Angeles on his fucking Samsung <laughs> videotaping his new Calabasas studio, which looked like uh, a garage. And he basically is taking all of his clothing, which I think is his. I don't know if it's, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was for fashion shows. It looks like his shit, like shit was in his closet and he's rebranding stuff that he, he had previous partnerships with like Balenciaga and, adidas and he's putting like uh yay 24 as the branding on it and he's selling these shirts and jackets coats and jeans for 20 dollars each sadness this is fucking <laughs> this is crazy sad he's having a garage sale like <laughs> what is going on what is going on and ladies and gentlemen before you look at me like i'm an evil son of a bitch how could you laugh at this man? He was attacked by the goddamn Jews. Perspective. Perspective. Everything to me is relative to circumstance. And that means your emotional um, turmoil, even. I grew up really fucked up. I grew up really fucked up. Kanye West allegedly still has $400 million. There's no way I'm shedding a tear for this nigga. And it was all self-inflicted. <laughs> It was all self-inflicted, you know, till the fucking, the, the truth comes out that he was brainwashed, MK Ultra brainwashed, or he, you know, he got neuralinked by, by Elon, whatever the fuck happened, right? That made him sleepy tweet himself out of billions of dollars. Um, can't feel bad for that guy, but it is a sad video. <laughs> it is a sad fucking video. Um, if you like a little tearjerker, go watch that shit. Somebody got to throw some music behind that bitch because it is a rough. Um, Goddamn. Kyrie's back, though. Kyrie's back to playing ball. So I think all is well, personally. Personally. I personally think everything's okay. Um, the Kanye West situation is crazy. There's a lot of people that defend him and all this other stuff. I, I get like... It's tough for me, man, because I get it because he's like a leader in the community. Technically, I can't take that away from people that are inspired by him. Black man from Chicago, expressed his talents, got very successful, did a lot of great things. I can't take away people's adoration for him. Just the way I look at it, I'm like, bro, like there's, there's a lot of black people in this country. There's a lot of Spanish people in this country that are going through real problems real problems and we feel bad for this guy real problems you know what it is that's that's the power of fucking fantasy land 
of la-la land, of delusions, of grandeur. That is the power of living a life of motherfucking blue pill fantasy. Is that when you are plugged into the goddamn matrix, you don't realize that it's going to be hell forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think if a lot of people recognize how hopeless their situation was, they wouldn't feel that bad about Kanye. They wouldn't feel that bad. They would not feel that bad if they recognized how fucked they are and how many opportunities this guy's had to have an incredible fucking life and he's pissing it away. Probably wouldn't feel that bad. Probably wouldn't feel that bad. Um, I find it so funny. Everybody's like a revolutionary. Everybody's like, you know, one fist in the air and black power and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, man, I just grew up different. I grew up different. I know people that grew up like I grew up, similar energy. Not saying that there's not a spirit of revolution or rebellion, an understanding of history, the importance of education, accurate education about what, what has happened, the travesties of this country. But there's this, this thing that's just a little bit higher in the totem pole of value called uh, a, a, a life of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> if you grew up like I grew up, you understand that it's so fucked up it's so fucked up that a lot of these perceive these problems that people perceive in the in the mainstream, they're not real problems. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. If I woke up tomorrow and had two billion dollars, and then the next day only have four hundred million, I'm not gonna cry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. Now, granted, let's let's grow the thought. Didn't I talk about that in the beginning of the goddamn motherfucking episode? I was putting on some motherfucking frequencies on my phone, tuning myself up like a goddamn instrument, a condo into the heavens. And so I'm going to take that and I'm going to apply that. This is called being knowledgeable, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just having the information, but it is applying it to the circumstance. Let's do that. Let's grow this motherfucking thought. Kanye West is a black Jew. No, um... I think if you take into consideration, I'm, I'm going to try to think of the right parallel analogy here, the right comparison. Uh, cocaine. Cocaine is a great, great example here. Now, for anybody who's never done cocaine, um, don't do it. Don't do cocaine. Cocaine bad. Um, <laughs> cocaine bad, vegetable good. Go drink tea. Cocaine bad. You know, that's that's my my I think Buddha said that. Um, but cocaine is an upper. If you were to sniff cocaine, smoke cocaine, it is it's an upper. It's like you're going to fucking feel hyper. You're going to feel euphoric. You're going to be, you know, have a lot of energy, a lot, a lot of confidence. And what follows that high is a very steep decline. It's a very steep decline. Anybody who's ever done cocaine, anybody who's watched a documentary, everybody talks about it. This is very public information. When you do cocaine, you go up very high, but you come down extremely low, lower than your baseline, lower than you were before you fucking did the cocaine. You understand? You will plummet. It's a really rough come down. And if I think about it in terms of that, like the chemical... Stimuli in a Mr. Kanye West brain. After you make so much fucking money, you you fucking the most famous prostitute on the planet. You know what I'm saying? You're in the public eye. It's probably not a lot that could get you high. Cause he's done it all. He's on motherfucking Mount Olympus. He's 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 on top of the fucking mountain. He's looking down at us like little cockroaches, right? For a long time, he's been up there. So I think about that. If you're that high. And you fall from there, even if where you fell is a mountain in, in our eyes, you know, the regular guys, people who are on the fucking ground, that still is such a <laughs> long distance down from where he was that maybe that is extremely painful and depressing for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe that is. Who said that before? I can't. I, I, I don't remember who exactly said it, but I'm stealing it. Um, somebody said if... Got to be like Chris Rock or somebody. It's just, it sounds like a thought of his. But I don't know who said it exactly. They were like, if 
Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with my money. He'd throw himself out the goddamn window like, fuck. <laughs> Even though, I think it was Chris Rock. Even though Chris Rock is very rich, he's a wealthy man. Bill Gates got so much fucking money that if he woke up tomorrow with Chris Rock's bank account, he'd murder himself. Because the, the, the decline, the descent is so vast. And I think that's what's happening with Kanye West. Like $400 million or not, the motherfucker look worse than me right now. He look worse than me. I don't got an M. I don't got an M. He got 400. You know what I'm saying? I don't got half an M. The nigga got 400. Allegedly. And he look worse than me. He, you know what I'm saying? His whole vibe says, you know what I'm saying? I need food stamps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> His whole vibe is saying cold sandwich at the store because I only got food stamps. That's the vibration he's giving off. The nigga's selling his clothing that he's pasting a new brand on. He's selling old Balenciaga t-shirts that he put a new brand on for 20 cash each. Really, really rough. That shit is crazy. <laughs> it feels like just a couple months ago. I remember when I first started talking about this nigga, man. It, it was in August, I think he left the gap because they was playing games with him. But I'm like, God damn. That's a quick, you know what I'm saying? It's a quick tumble down to earth. But it happens, man. It fucking happens. It happens. Um, that was my expanded thought. Is that what I was going for? Is that what I was saying to myself as I was meditating? Expand your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I cracked the motherfucking code. And the race to quantum supremacy and my dumb, uneducated ass figured out how we can make quantum computing efficient and uh, become the superpower of the planet. You know what I'm saying? Is That, that could have been what I, I used that expand your thought, grow your thought for. But I talked about Kanye West. That's what I did. That's what I did. Nothing important. Um... Man, life, life, yo, life, me, yo, man, life. <laughs> it's eight billion people on the planet. How many people have existed since the beginning of time? Eight billion people on the planet now, today. How many people have existed since the beginning of the motherfucking earth? Since the beginning of humanity. Humanity. I think about that. I'm like, yo, there is like a media perception or like a projection rather of what a genius is. The media makes it like some dorky guy with glasses, Harry Potter glasses that he, he can't get no bitches. But that's not real, right? That's not how shit works. Is there a correlation with that? I have curiosities with, with genetic correlations. I have some curiosities with this. Maybe some of my, my beautiful, intelligent listeners can help me understand this stuff. These are, these are questions I've had for a long fucking time. Correlations between like intellect and nerdy qualities. Like uh, myopia. Being nearsighted. You know what I'm saying? A lot of very intelligent human beings on this planet grew up or still wear glasses because they're nearsighted. And I'm like, why? How does that? How does that correlate? Are our genes come in like groups? Is that how that works? Does anybody understand what the fuck I'm trying to say? Um, I just get curious with that shit because it's like, if this isn't a computer program, if this isn't the fucking matrix, the more and more I travel, the surrealness. Of like, you just meet the same guy over and over again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just keep on meeting the same guy in different cities. You know, different versions of the same fucking guy. Same IQ, same height, same weight, same similar occupation, maybe different industry, but similar role. You know, and I, I know people who travel a lot, they probably experience that as well. What the fuck is going on? Is oh, Do we have like pack genetic codes? That, you know, if I'm tall, that correlates to something else random. You know what I'm saying? Like, just get curious about that shit. 
I say that all to just talk about outliers. I was talking about how many people are from, you know, since the beginning of humanity till now, 8 billion people now, but there's a lot more than that that have lived and died since the beginning of human beings. Um, there's got to be like hidden geniuses that are hidden behind the opposite stereotypes, like idiot stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some big, dumb, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Looking, retard looking, got retard strength, got a, a retarded accent. I said that before about guys from Boston. They are intelligent in Boston. There's some intelligent people that come out of there just culturally. You know, it's, it's a college town. Some of the greatest universities on the planet are, are in, in Boston, in Massachusetts. And um, so there's a lot of education there. But there's also brilliant people that come out there regardless if you're stupid or you're smart in Boston. They all sound dumb. They all sound retarded. You know what I'm saying? But that's a good quality. It's like you could hide because you have that dumb accent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, you weren't born in fucking, who has a smart accent in America? What's the smartest accent in America? Because I think everybody in America kind of sounds retarded. I think when you, I'm trying to think who sounds smart. Um, I'm only thinking about really smart people with dumb accents. You know, like people from Minnesota, that's kind of a stupid ass accent. And those people are not stupid, you know? <laughs> Um, California, stupid accent, but they are stupid. Uh, <laughs> you know, California is great, yo. California is great because you can be really dumb and for your whole fucking life, never know it. You could just never fucking know it. Cause that's, it's just that place is just run off of, uh, perception you know there's not <laughs> it's all smoke screens and mirrors that's all it is not the entirety of california like i'm talking about los angeles in particular but the rest of cali is kind of like that as well you know still like you know think about that though man oh <laughs> i enjoy doing this so much i i have fun man isn't that what life is about? It's not what it's about. Everybody's screaming right now. That's listening. That's not what the fuck it's about. It's about conquering the world. It's about killing your enemies. You know what I'm saying? It's about taking no prisoners. I get it. I get it. Um, let's talk about my future. Why not? Right? I just I just talked about frequencies. We talked once again about Kanye West. I think I'm going to put myself on restriction. I have an obsessive personality. If you haven't noticed, ladies and gentlemen, um, my mind is unique. And once I like a topic, I will just continue revisiting it. And I'm going to chill on Kanye. I'm going to chill on Kanye because I think there are more interesting things out there uh, that I'm withholding purposefully. Um, but let's talk about my future. Let's talk about my future, my beliefs in my future, because this is my goddamn podcast. This is my podcast, and I'm a person who believes that the Bible was figuratively literal. Figure that one out, bitch. So, um, I think affirmations are powerful, and I don't think affirmations like you looking in the mirror and be like, my dick gonna grow two inches. I'm not saying that shit. I'm saying like speaking your vision, what you see, not just imagining and seeing in your brain, but speaking that I think is extremely powerful. And so, you know, I, I want to speak on my future. I'm I'm trying to decide, ladies and gentlemen, because this, this, this thing is going to pop. It's going to pop off and I don't know where to take myself in this country. I like Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. I might stay here. I'm getting itchy to move around. That's just my personality. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm like thinking between Miami and New York. I want to give America one more shot <laughs> before I fucking go in exile in, you know, the south of France or somewhere. 
I want to give America one more goddamn shot. Um, it got to make it sweet for me. It has to make it sweet for me. But, you know, I, I think I'm going to stick around and move to one more spot before I run away forever. Um, but I don't know where. I'm, I was just talking about in a couple episodes ago. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm thinking about moving back home. And I was like, Queens is nice. But it, it's like I don't, my fucking life is hilarious. The irony. I stated the one neighborhood in Queens I would live in is Long Island City. And some kid just got stabbed in his ass. <laughs> I swear to God, today I was on YouTube. I type in New York City news. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what's going on in my, my goddamn city. I'm the king of New York. Mellow. Um, and this story comes up. Young man in a McDonald's in Long Island City. 15-year-old kid in a McDonald's in New York City stabbed in the buttocks. I was like, holy shit, son. Like, this... <laughs> what, is, what is going on? What is going on if this is a simulation? Can somebody manifest Spider-Man to save us in New York? We need a real Spider-Man. Not, not the Crip nigga with Tim's on. Not that dude. We need an actual... A humanoid spider in a gay costume, you know what I'm saying, to swing around the city and save us. Because shit is getting out of control. It, it, the, the, the context is missing as well. People here in New York City, there's so many famous hip-hop artists that come out of Queens. Um, so the perception is that the entire city is like really rough. The, New York City is New York City for a goddamn reason. Yes, it is a violent place. There's bad shit that happens. But it's the greatest place on the goddamn globe. Let's be fucking real. There are some incredible neighborhoods that are very safe and affluent. And growing up, you just don't imagine like Long Island City. Long Island City was, you know. And that whole story don't even sound like some New York shit. Like some nigga getting stabbed in his ass. Like, <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> I was growing up, shit was not happening like this. People was getting slashed in the mouth in Harlem and Brooklyn and the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? You get a buck fifty. People get shot. People get stabbed. Not somebody getting shanked in their booty in a, in a nice neighborhood, in a McDonald's. You know, that's strange. But that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> and that poor fucking young man. <laughs> 15 years old is probably the climax of when embarrassing events can traumatize you for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? That's like right at the climax of like hormonal development before you're 16, 17, 18 years old and you're somewhat mature. You know, 15 is just coming off of 12, 13, 14. Your dick is just starting to work. You're jerking off way too goddamn much. Trying to get girls. It's not working. A lot of bravado, people joining gangs, you failing out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things going on at 15 that are unstable and already humiliating. And to add on top of that, that it's a fucking, it's a it's a news story in the, the greatest city in, in the fucking most famous country on the planet that you just got stabbed in your ass cheek. That's kind of... That's going to leave a mark in two fucking ways. You understand what I'm talking about? That is going to leave a mark on his ass, but also <laughs> psychologically. <laughs> I remember shit in middle school, like girls walking up to me and be like, your ears are really, really big. And that stick, it took like 10 to 12 years for me to get that out of my psyche that that wasn't like a, a, a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that, that age... That age is so impressionable. And somebody illuminates you to something and they'll create a whole sphere of self-consciousness that you never even considered previously. And this poor 15-year-old kid now has to deal with, you know what I'm saying? Being the kid that was stabbed in his ass cheek. How did he even, why, who's aiming for the ass cheek when they're stabbing? I guess they probably got into a tussle. Kids watch MMA. Maybe he tried to put him in a fucking full Nelson, shank him in his ribs and he just aimed too low. Um... <laughs> You know, let's get a little bit deeper. Let's expand the thought. Maybe the kid that stabbed him is a victim of child molestation. 
And he was he didn't want to fuck nobody, but he wanted to like somehow repeat the action of what happened to him. And so he's just walking around poking niggas in the butt. Um, <laughs> that's a possibility. You know, we also have to consider the fact of the irony of the situation. They were in a McDonald's. They were in the McDonald's. Depending on what that young man had to eat that afternoon, his ass was going to hurt anyway. <laughs> he was going to feel sharp pain in his ass anyway. And this motherfucker had to really like shove a piece of metal in his cheek. That's really fucked up, yo. That is really fucked up. And that kind of deters me from New York City. No, I, 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 I really do want to move back to New York, but it's like I got a child. People don't understand what it's like growing up in New York. Like, I can't imagine another city where, like, everybody knows what getting jumped is. Everybody understands what that is. Depending on the neighborhood and the year that you was born, when I was coming up in East Harlem, niggas used to have, like, <laughs> a high school versus a high school fight. Like, 100 kids versus 100 kids. No joke. Bats and chains. Like, it was wild. It was fucking wild. And I don't want my daughter to experience that shit, man. I don't want her to, like, think that shit is normal. It's not fucking normal. It's not normal. Um, I guess, once again, that's like a money thing. It is a money thing. Like, every city is great. That's a lie. Every, you know, most major cities are great if you have resources. Um, and somehow, all the, the best cities are also the worst if you don't have resources, you know. Figure with that one, right? Uh, let's get into the political rebellious. I'm gonna be Black Panther. Anybody saw Black Panther? Anybody out there watch Black Black Panther? Can I say something that's gonna be sacrilegious? I'm making a case where people, you know, once I do get famous, people are gonna go back and try to cancel me. They're gonna be like, "This nigga's racist, man. He's a racist Puerto Rican. He's working for the other side." Because you know, I'll, I'll give you my track record so far. That doesn't look too good. My rap sheet is, uh, I hate Kanye West. <laughs> I'm not on his side with this one. I'm not on his side. I don't even have Jewish friends. I don't have Jewish friends. And I'm not on Kanye's side with this one. I think he's a, he's a shitty guy. And he deserves to be doing a garage sale in Calabasas. Um, that's strike one. Secondly, I called out Kyrie Irving for being stupid. Because he did something stupid. Regardless of his religious beliefs or what he believes history is, I'm on the side of thinking we've been lied to. 100%. But he did something silly. He posted something that was saying that the Holocaust didn't exist. And there's some damning footage against you, Kyrie. <laughs> there's some damning footage footage of uh, something that was going on. There was something that was going on. If you thought that was a Hollywood production, goddamn, those some good actors. Because it didn't look good. Um, so that was bad on his part. So already it looks like I'm against the community, right? And now what am I saying? Now, what am I saying? I'm about to unveil to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've never seen Black Panther. Am I talking about the new one? Not just that one. i never seen any of them. i never seen Black Panther. <laughs> am I canceled? <laughs> am I not down with the motherfucking cause? I never saw it. You want me to add on to the motherfucking flames? You want me to throw more wood into kindle the fire? I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't care if... I think this one was... It was hilarious to me when I heard the, the premise of it. I think they had, like, Mexicans in it. Because I think the director's from, like, California. He's from L.A. Um, so, the black community and the Mexicans in California. If you didn't know already, those are the oppressed people. Uh, oh, I felt good. Those are the oppressed people in California. And so, I guess this movie was trying to, like merge those two communities and create better race relations between the, the Cholos and the, and the and the black people and whoever the fuck this guy's from. But um, to me, that's pretty corny. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I just don't absorb uh, information in the form of Marvel Universe. It's just not how my brain works. It's not how my brain works. Um, not to shit on it. For a lot of people, it seems like uh, women, men, children, teenagers, young adults, older people, surprisingly, a lot of older people, this is something that's really important to the culture. 
Um, for me personally, I'm gonna stay away from it. I'm gonna stay away from it, even if the next, if Black Panther three comes out, and the Puerto Ricans is in it, I'm still not gonna go watch it. If they got Bad Bunny starring in Black Panther three, Puerto Rican Panther, I'm still not gonna watch it. You know, because firstly, that sounds gay as shit. Puerto Rican Panther, that sounds pretty gay. But <laughs> secondly, because it's a little corny to me. It's a little corny to me. But for anybody who has watched Black Panther, tell me, like, why, you know, why that's powerful. Why is that powerful? I love those ideas. Like, I am, once again, I'm almost there with the masses. I'm, I, I get to, like, 70% and then I tap out and I have to go into my fucking reclusive personality. You know what I'm saying? Because I get the whole concept of inclusivity. I understand needing... Uh, representation that is positive. Uh, and I respect that. But Wakanda? What I mean, what's the premise behind the movie? Maybe I'm 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 just an idiot and I don't I don't know the premise. I think the premise is they're black aliens. They have like a a secret planet of like black people that are doing very well. Or I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? But um I don't know what that does, though. <laughs> I don't know what that representation does. Like, you grow up and be a fucking superhero? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm more into, like, actual black superheroes. There's an, a living black superhero. There's a guy who is alive in the real world. Not in Hollywood. But on planet Earth. E-A-R-F. Earth. On planet Earth, there's a gentleman... That is a black man who is a super motherfucking hero. Akon, bro. Akon is making movements and nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. We care about Kyrie Irving. We care about Kanye West. We care about Black Panthers. You know, not the actual Black Panthers. Let me not get into my, you know, my historical understanding of the actual Black Panthers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, we care about a movie. I don't know. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna isolate myself. I want to be part of pop culture, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna, I'm a motherfucker conform. I'm gonna conform. You know what I'm saying? From now on, call me Matt Bunny. Matt Bunny, baby. I, I got to shout out Benito, man. Benito is making a lot of bum money. <laughs> a lot of bunny money, bro. <laughs> this nigga is out there with my aunt's blouse and a white woman from Brooklyn's pants um, making hundreds of millions of dollars in a span of months or a month. I think it was like the, the month of September, October. The nigga made $124 million in a month. <laughs> so I can't judge out here, man. I can't judge. Viva la Puerto Rico. You know, he's from the motherland. You know what I'm saying? He's out there casting his voodoo on the mask. These niggas don't even understand where he's coming from. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? I can't get down with that. I love his music. I love his music. His fits. Me and my boys, we we so conflicted. My boys be hitting me up like, God damn, no, like this song is smacking. But son is wearing some different shit. <laughs> and that's just the ignorance of where I come from. As I'm getting older and, you know, I'm starting to learn not to judge because I'm an idiot, firstly. I should judge myself. <laughs> but as I learn that clothing should just not be that important. As much as I could sit and say, like, fashion is silly or, uh, you know what I'm saying, there's an agenda with the clothes and all these things that people talk about, these these narratives that circulate, is also, like, when you're young, you get taught these, these concepts, these values um, of not investing into vanity. And we forget that as we get older. You know, like, the guy who's the critic is just as vain as the person who is the fashion spectacle. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the guy who's judging that individual is paying too much attention to appearances. That's vanity. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't want to be that. 
I don't care what people wear. I don't care. Uh, but he'd be wearing some wild shit. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't erase my past. I am who I am. I grew up in the projects. Uh, I don't know who would I, who would I be if I didn't grow up how I grew up. I think about that sometimes. There is the conversation of nature versus nurture. I don't think you can get smarter. I think your brain is your brain. I think you can limit uh, reaching your potential with things like drugs and abuse and lack of structure, environment, lack of education, obviously. But like just from like a genetic standpoint, people are kind of like set in stone with their intellect. Just like people are set in stone. It's a range. It's a range of like poor performance to highest level of performance. Poor performance being those factors. Like if somebody's unhealthy, they're on drugs, they have a poor environment, they don't have support, that would make them on the low end of their spectrum of potentiality. Is potentiality a word? Who knows? You know, I'm an idiot, right? But, you know, with that being said, you know what I'm saying? Um... Like, I think about that. I think about if I didn't grow up in my environment. Like, I know genetically, I can feel, you know, I'm 30 years old. I've been out of fucking New York for God knows how many years, you know. Um, I don't think my past defines me. I'm not one of those individuals. I think that's like a, a problem in the community that I grew up in. People take their past and give it too much weight on their their, their present. So I'm I'm not doing that, but like I get curious, like what would my life have been? Who would I have been um, if I didn't have the past that I had? You know what I'm saying? There's this things you can't erase, like what I was just talking about with the clothes thing. Like no matter how old and mature I get, no matter how much I maximize my talents and push myself past the limit and grow uh, intellectually, emotionally, um, as a parent, as a man. You know, if I see a young man wearing a blouse, I'm always going to say pause. <laughs> it's always going to happen. I'm from Harlem. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just say pause and I'm going to keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make a new catchphrase. I'm going to say pause, peace, and love. So people don't take it offensive. You know, the pause, it was really for me. The pause was really for me. It's a reflex. It's like when somebody sneezes, you may say, bless you, gazoontight. You know what I'm saying? For me, the pause is just like a reflex. It's a knee-jerk reaction. I can't help it. Pause. Peace and love. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. But yeah, man. I think about that like that, that situation I was just trying to explain, right? People being born in different circumstances. Um, like, my brother was troubled. Uh, we had the same childhood. We grew up in the same house. It was fucked up. But my brother already came into the world with troubles for whatever fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? It was that it was just that generation. Every other fucking kid had ADHD. Every other kid, you know, there's something fucked up with him. And my brother coming into this world with issues, combine that with the external factors of the environment we grew up in, the people who raised us, uh, the community at large, the mentalities of the people at that time. It was a fucking fuck fest. It was not nice. It was <laughs> it was a shitty bowl of soup, baby. Um, and I remember there was this opportunity that I always think about. This is how weird life is sometimes. So my mother grew up on 125th Street and uh, in Broadway, Manhattanville Projects. Harlem. I'm second generation Harlem. You know what My mother never been to Puerto Rico. She's from the block. I grew up on the east side. The east side is even worse. She took a step down to raise us. Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> she grew up on 125th and she had a, a, a lifelong friend, uh, Lisa. Lisa's like an aunt. She's not blood related, but you know what I'm saying? Typical Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? Friend, crazy. Um, we grew up, you know, with Lisa and... I remember when I was 14 years old, we Lisa invited us to her family's event. They were having like a cookout in the park. We pull up, Lisa's there, her family, uh, some relatives and some people who are married into the family. And I remember I met this woman 
And I came to understand this story, which is like, this is how crazy life is sometimes. Is uh, the woman was a doctor. She was married. It was, it was a gay woman. She was married to Lisa's cousin. And she was a doctor that actually delivered my brother's white woman, who's a doctor, married to Lisa's cousin, who delivered my brother. And my mother, when she had given birth to my brother, he's my older brother. <clears throat> this is my mother's first child. Um, she was young. She was not in a stable position financially, family-wise, household-wise. It was being advised that she should put him up for adoption. Um, my brother came out, you know, you, you see my brother, he look like a white man, blue eyes, uh, you know, straight hair, all that shit, right? So this doctor fell in love with him as a baby. You know, she was like, oh my God, this little boy is beautiful. Um, the one delivering him, she was actually, she wasn't a doctor at the time. She was actually a nurse. She actually proposed it to my mother. She was like, I actually, I'm a gay woman. Um, I understand your circumstance. And she proposed the concept of my mother actually giving up the child and she could actually adopt the child. She proposed that to my mother. Years later, we run into this lady, uh, at this family function I already described. And she's a doctor now. And very successful, put together. And I thought about that. I'm like, my brother didn't have the easiest life and probably still paying for it. He didn't have my psyche. You know what I'm saying? I could deal with trauma at, a, at an unusual rate. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> There's something that happened. Um, some people are like that. Some people can process things that are really, really fucked up better than other people. Um, and I've always had that ability. I've had a really, really fucked up past. Like, you know, I could write, I'll probably write a book about it one day. I'll probably write a book about it. You know what I'm saying? What am I going to call it? Anyway, but I was thinking about that. I was like, what if my brother, getting back to that premise, what if my brother would have got adopted? He would have still had the issues, but his environment would have saved him from maybe pushing him to that low spectrum of, you know, capability. And, you know, I think about that, man. Environment is so powerful. I, I, all of this is circulating my brain. Obviously, I was just talking about, you know, a kid getting stabbed in his booty cheeks in Long Island City. <laughs> it's like, I want to be so careful the environment I bring my daughter into. That is the most important fucking thing to me. That's why I do anything. It is why I do anything. If anybody out there has children, and you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> if you're not a dirty piece of shit, you probably feel how I feel. And it's not it's not always like that. You can't choose your kids. My daughter is my life. I got lucky. She's a little girl version of me. That's the only motivation I have right now. Something changed in my life previous to having my daughter. I had different motivations. I still like material things. I still want a good life. I still want comfort. For me right now, though, that's the only reason I'm fucking doing anything. That's it. Has to be very, very clear for anybody who's in my life uh, to understand that. Um, so I just want to be so careful of the environment that I bring her into. Everybody else, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody else in my life, fuck them. No. I say that. No, I love a lot of people, but my child, man. I just don't want to put her in the wrong environment. And New York was crazy. New York was fucking crazy. So, you know, I'm still thinking about it. My girl wants Miami. I like I, I like the idea of Miami. I've never been down there. There's a lot of spics down there. You know, I'm going to feel at home. Uh, it's going to be nice weather. It's going to be temptation, though. You know what I'm saying? Big booty Latinas. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to be a good daddy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I'll think about it. Miami, I hear, is crazy as well. But it's just like, it's different than New York. New York... I try to tell people who are from different cities, with all respect to your fucking hood, a lot of these other cities, you be in a car. I get it. Niggas do drive-bys. Niggas shooting the highway. I've heard all the, the horror stories. There is nothing like living in a city where you have to walk. There is nothing like living in a city where you have to be on your feet a lot outside of a vehicle, public transportation. New York City is unparalleled. There's no city like that unless you go to fucking Asia. 
And so the, the dynamic of violence and danger is completely different. And people don't understand that. It's not, I'm not saying we got the most goony gangsters on the fucking globe. I'm not saying it's not real where you're from. What I'm saying is it's different. It's different. <laughs> you got to go walk somewhere. You could get caught anywhere in that motherfucking city. You know, it's just like the experiences that have opened my eyes. I see it differently. And um, Atlanta to me is like, it's not safe. I know it's out here, but there's, there's more of a chess game where it's like fucking New York. It's not, there's no chess, man. It's like a fuck, it's chaos. It's chaos. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I am still thinking about it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, how long? I, okay, I've been going for a fucking hour. I've been going for an hour, and guess what? I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna log off. I'm gonna log off, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been a continual listener to Nothing Important podcast, thank you for holding me down. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? You were one of the the the, the first people before this gets up and popping before the rocket ship goes to the motherfucking moon. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate you. You know, keep on rocking with me. I'm going to keep on rocking with you. Until next time.